The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word? We are looking at overcoming the fear of death. Overcoming the fear of death. Praise God. I traveled to Lagos and on my way back, the Lord gave me a message. I shared it during Festival of Life in Port Harcourt. And I trust that it will be a blessing to you. I want us to begin with Psalm 21. That's the Psalm for the year 2021 is Psalm 21. The Psalm for 2022 is Psalm 22. It speaks about the sacrifice of Christ, the year of double portion. For 2023 is Psalm 23, the year of rest. Amen. Praise God. All right. Psalm 21, reading from verse 1. I'm reading the New King James Version. The king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, in your salvation. The word is Yeshua. How greatly shall he rejoice. You have given him his heart's desire. You know you are a king, right? So this year you will have your heart's desire. And have not withheld the request of his lips. You see that? This is a year of answered prayers. Did I get it better? Amen. Verse 3. It says, you meet him with the blessings of goodness. Hallelujah. Everywhere you go, you'll find and experience the goodness of God. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. You will reign this year. Now look at verse 4. He asks life from you. What's this year? Year of life. And you gave it to him. That means this year God has given you life. Length of days forever and ever. Say amen. You won't die this year. See, let me show you something. Psalm 20, we said, is the year of harvest. Can you remember? And we told you that for your seeds of sowing, you will get your harvest, right? We'll come up to 21. Let me show you something. Verse 20, Psalm, Psalm 20, verse 1. May the Lord answer you the day of trouble. Did you, did you see trouble last year? You know there were challenges last year? Look at the psalm. Then he says, may the name of the God of Jacob defend you. Because God knew there was trouble last year. Then he said, may he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. Now look at this. Remember he said, your seeds have been sowing. There will be a harvest. For you will receive a harvest. May he remember all your offerings. And accept your bond sacrifice. Selah. May God grant you according to your heart desire and fulfill all your purpose. We rejoice in your salvation in the name of our God. We will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill your petitions. 
Now I know the Lord saves anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven. With his saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. But remember the name of the Lord our God. They are bowed and unfallen. We have risen and stand upright. Save Lord. May the king answer us when we call. Say amen. amen. Now Psalm 21 is for the year 2021. Look at verse 5. Psalm 21. His glory is great in your salvation. You see that? And that's why I'm going to do a series on salvation because I've been, I, I, I started this morning and, um, and I noticed that, I've, I've known it before, but it is stronger emphasis now because the name, the word salvation, which we all know is the word Yeshua, there are several words, um, but it's strong. It says, his glory is great in your salvation. Do you know that we that are saved in Christ have been brought to glory? Honor and majesty you have placed upon him. You see that? Then he says, you are blessed. You have made him most blessed forever. Talking an amen from you. <laughs> you made him excellently glad in your presence. Do you know I'm talking to you? You've made him most glad, exceeding glad in your, with, your, with your presence. Amen. For the king trusts in the Lord. And through the mercy of the Most High, it shall not be moved. Amen. You will find all your, your hand will find all your enemies. Your right hand will find those who hate you. Amen. Look at this. You shall make them a fiery oven in the time of your anger. You shall swallow up them up in his wrath. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath. The fire shall devour them. Their offspring shall destroy from the earth. And the descendants from among the sons of men. Now listen to this. For the intended evil against you. They devise a plot which they are not able to perform. Therefore you will make them turn their back. You will make ready your arrows on your string toward their faces. Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength. We will sing and praise your power. Say amen. amen. Now listen to this. All the plans they have against you this year, God is going to go against them. God would amaze a lot of wicked people this year. You see, the Lord is a governor over the nations. They are deciding what will happen in the world. They are discussing. They are very happy. <laughs> the Bible says, He that is sitting in heaven shall laugh. He shall have them in derision. There will be confusion. They will turn against themselves. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Alright, let's read. Isaiah 25, verse 6. 2021. My year of life. Yeah. In this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces. Now, the Old King James is a feast of fat things. That's the richness of the word. A feast of wines on the least. That's mature wine. Vintage wine. So, we are going to notice in this season a restoration of truth. Then, we'll also notice a restoration. Of lost moves. Of the spirit. 
and ancient mantles. Now, what we mean by that is the fact that we are going to see God do some amazing things. You've talked of Karen Coleman and all those people in the past. You will see people walk in those anointings and greater. Then he says, of fat things full of marrow. We're going to see a restoration of healing moves. In other words, when people will teach the word, people will be healed. People will be healed under the administration of the word. Hallelujah. It will be healed today as well. Amen. Because he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from what? From their destruction. Of wines on the least well refined. You know, there are a lot of people who we know there will be challenges in many circles this year by the Spirit of God. But you've got to understand that David will not emerge until there's a Goliath. Your challenges are the opportunities for your promotion. In 2020, our ministry gained greater influence in the challenges in the year. So never be afraid of your challenges. They are stepping stones. To your breakthrough. All right, verse 7. Now go back to the new kingdom. Oh, excellent. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Look at verse 7 now. It says, He will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people. Now, every church is a mountain. This is a mountain. I hope you know that. Now, it says that He will use us. To destroy the covering castes and the veil that is spread over all nations. Now, notice that right now our impact through our website and um, social media, when we put the nations together, it's 143 nations. During the Port conference on Facebook, we have 59 nations. On our website, we had 90 nations. And um, you have most stable view on our website, crichurch.org. So watch there. We have lots of Americans watching on our website. Amen? Now look at it. It says, in, in, it will destroy this mountain, the surface of the covering cast over all people, and the veil that is spread over all nations. It will swallow up death forever. The Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. Now, is the church going through rebuke in many circles? You see that? And I know that we're going to see some victories on behalf of the church in many nations in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9. It says, For it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We are waited for him. He will save us. This is the Lord. We are waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Hallelujah. All right. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 10, the Bible tells us, 
but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death. Now, that word abolished is what katageo. K-A-T-A-R-O-G-E-O. Katageo. It means to make of none effect. To bring to nothing. To destroy. To abolish. It says he has abolished death and brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. Now, in this season, we're saying it's bringing the, the message of death and, and fear around the world. God will be releasing emissaries of life. Say amen. amen. And the message of eternal life is like gaining more dominance around the world. Did I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. All right. Now, let's look at Hebrews 2, 14 to 15. We'll look at the old King James. It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, and I had the power of death, that is the devil. The word destroy him here means it's also katageo. So, when he abolished death, he actually destroyed him and had the power of death, that is the devil. And right now, the keys of hell and death are in the hands of Christ. So Satan can't just kill you. You know why? Because Jesus Christ holds the keys of hell and of death. And he holds that key in your favor. Look at Revelation 1 verse 18. Revelation 1 18. I am he that liveth. And was dead, behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and what? And of death. Satan doesn't have the key to his own house. Jesus sees the key. Amen. That's why, in the name of Jesus, we can raise the dead. Are you all there? All right, look at verse 15 of Hebrews 2. It did this to deliver those who to fear of death with all their lifetime subject to bondage. The biggest fear people have is the fear of death. I hope you know that. It's the biggest fear. That's why people are afraid of heights. That's why people are afraid at night. It's the fear of death. And Romans 8.15 says, You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. See? There's a spirit of bondage. The fear of death. So, we, we actually learned in Ponhakot, it bears repetition, that there are five expressions of death. There are five expressions of death. The first one is spiritual death. There are five expressions of death. Spiritual death is separation from God. It is being cut off from God. The man that is not born again is spiritually dead. Because spiritual death is a condition. See? In Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, the Bible tells us, Behold, the whole's hand is not shutting, that they cannot save, then there's heavy, they cannot hear. Next, verse 2. It says, But your iniquities are separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid your, your, his face from you, and he will not hear. Separation from God. In Ephesians 2 verse 11, the Bible says this, Wherefore remember that in time past, Gentiles in the flesh who are called us of John by that which is called us in the flesh made by hands. Next, it says, At that time you were without Christ. The man who is without Christ, so that is condition. 
being aliens from the covenant of Israel and strangers for the covenants of providence, of covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. He's separated from God. Verse 13 now. But now in Christ Jesus, you were sometimes afar off and made nigh by the blood of Christ. That's the blood of the anointed one and is anointed. The blood of Jesus is anointed. Say the blood of Jesus is anointed. Yeah, it's an ordinary blood. The bones of Elijah, Elisha was anointed. I hope you know that. The blood of Jesus is anointed. That's why we plead the blood of Jesus. And that's another discussion. Get first service message. All right. Ephesians 4 verse 18. The Bible says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. All right. Next, number two, physical death. Physical death is separation of the spirit from the body. In James 2 verse 26, the Bible says, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So, when you die physically, your spirit leaves your body. Actually, your spirit and your soul leaves your body when you die. There's physical death. That is death as an experience. Physical death is death as an experience. All right. Now, let me read you something here in Luke 16, 22 to 23, and we'll run. All right. So, so it was that a beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The beggar died, so the body is dead. And was carried. Who was carried? The spirit. The spirit was carried. See that? Into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man died and was buried. Look at verse 23 now. And in hell he lifted up his eyes. And they buried him. See, your spirit lives in your body and looks through your windows. You see, your eyes are your windows. You have spiritual eyes. You have physical eyes. Being in torment, see Abraham and fall off and Lazarus. And he saw Lazarus again. I thought the man was dead. See, there is materiality in the realm of the spirit. Tangible things. We're going to eat in heaven. We're going to drink in heaven. Heaven is real. I have seen the city. The Lord showed me the city. See, it's real. Hell is real. The lake of fire is real. I've seen the lake of fire. The Lord showed me the lake of fire. Hallelujah. Number three, eternal death. Eternal death or the second death is eternal separation from God after physical death and the judgment. So if you die without Christ, you're going to experience what we call the second death. Now in Revelation 20, 11 to 15. And I saw a great white throne and, and him that sat on, the, on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away and there was no place for them. Next. And I saw the dead. Now notice they're already dead. Small and great. Stand before God. See, that's their spirit in their souls. Then he says, and the books are open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. 
And the dead were judged out of those who were written in their books according to their works. Any of people say that when people die and go to hell, they will not be judged according to their works. The Bible says they will be judged according to their works. So if you're here, you're not born again. Hell is real. Next. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up death which the dead which were in them, and they and they were judged every man according to what their works. Repetition. So you get it. Next. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse fifteen. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So if you're not born again, when I make the altar call, respond. The lake of fire is real. Now, like I've taught you, like the word of God says, hell will cast out the dead. Hell is like um, jail. Lake of fire is the prison. Or hell is like the cell. And lake of fire is the prison. So when police arrest you, they put you in the cell. Some call it jail. They put you in the cell. And you're there locked up. Then the case is charged to court where you're judged. After you're judged, then you can go to a real prison. Hell is not as bad as the lake of fire. It's the graduation. So if you know you're not born again, you're not living right. Sign your ticket. Keep it in your pocket that I'm going to the lake of fire after going to hell. But if you know what to go there, when we made the other call, respond. Say amen. All right, to respond. See, it is one thing for oil to burn your hand. So nothing to jump inside fire. Hell is a waiting point. When you touch hot fire, ah, that is hell. Then when you jump inside the fire, that is a lake of fire. So if you can see the graduation of suffering, the first suffer in, in hell to wait why they will be cooking the fire, waiting for them, say, when the judgment, when everybody come to court to be judged, they'll be thrown into a lake of fire. <laughs> thank God, me, I'm going to heaven now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. To burn forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I sat down one day as a child and I thought about it, everlasting burning. I thought 1,000 years, 1 billion years. One trillion years, one quadrillion years, one quintillion years. Ah, Jesus. One septillion years. One heptillion years. Jesus. Let's go to the road, rose, 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 rose. Say, I'll go to heaven. Say, heaven, I want to go to heaven. Some of you are you used to lie to yourself and say, See, we'll go to a fire. They all of us go to rock. Relax. When people are burning in real life, nobody is dancing. This one is special fire. There's sulfur. Have you ever used sulfur? Terry pepper. There's fire mixed with sulfur. Sulfur is hot. Not the sulfur they've used for hair that they've cooled down. Real sulfur. Then put it with fire. Sulfur and brimstone. Then maggot. The ailer. Shalika. I have one I choose. <laughs> the streets of gold. Hallelujah. So all of those of you like Shikala, 
they body, you know, you got a warm body. The Bible tells us that Shikala's house leads to hell. Are you aware of that? In Proverbs 7.27, say our house is the way to hell. So if you are following Shikala, the Bible says our house. If you don't know the road to hell, the Bible has shown you the road. Our house is the way to hell. That room you rented for your concubine, your mistress, that, if you want to know the road to hell, it might be in Biogbolo, it might be in Pansha, but that house is the way to hell. Going down to the chambers of what? So if you're any man here, you have a Chicala that you rent house for. Run from that house. Because one day, devil will meet you. Say, what are you doing in my house? Say, I pay the rent. So you even pay to come to hell by yourself. Hallelujah. I know many women are happy. Apostle, we love you. Thank you. God will keep you for us. To tell these men that that place they are going to is, 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 is hell. Maybe that's why the women saw into my life very heavily. Say, thank you. My husband's head is correct now. Receive. Bless you. Proverbs 9, verse 18. They're looking for the road to hell. He knoweth that he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that our guests are where. Leave that side, apostle. No, they threaten us. We they enjoy life. We boy, we they wine waste. You go wine waste for hell. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know when you're on fire, sit down. Wine waste in hell. Hallelujah. Proverbs 5, verse 5. Glory to get up. One, two, read. Our feet go down to death. Our steps lay hold on where? So every chikala you are seeing that is tempting you has an address in hell. Oh boy, that get hot to hell. Is hell not hot? See, see that hot. Ah, Jesus, this the girl to this scatter my head. God, see, 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 Jesus. Proverbs two, verse eighteen. Give it to me in the New King James. A house leads down to death. And her path to what? To the dead. Verse 19. No one who go to her return. See, I don't know why I cannot deliver myself from this girl. I don't understand. In my mind, I, oh God, I don't understand this girl. Ha. You have gone to hell. 
nor do they regain the pass of life. Hmm. So, if you have any chikala that you think you're using to wine ways, you are seeking accommodation. Where? Okay. You are the one that said it by yourself, right? Okay. Number four. Sickness is incipient death. Incipient means in the process. When people are sick, if you don't check it, you're likely going to die. In Second Chronicles 32 verse 24, it says, In those days, Ezekiah was sick and near death. And he prayed to the Lord and he spoke to him and gave him a sign. If you're sick here, you will not die in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 38 verse 1. It says, in those days, as the car was sick and near death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said, Thus the Lord said, You ask another for you shall die and not live. So sickness is incipient death. But he prayed and God delivered him. Amen. All right. If you look at Philippians 2, 25 to 27. He says, yet I considered it necessary to send to you a Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, your messenger, the one who ministered to my need. Now listen to this. He says, for since you heard, since he was longing for you all, and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. Next. For indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him. May God have mercy on you. May God have mercy on you. Not only on him, but on me also, lest I shall have sorrow upon sorrow. Now that means God can have mercy on you and spare your family member. See, because mercy prevents you from the judgment you deserve. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. Yeah. Mercy. Mercy. All right. Number five. The law of sin and death. This referred to death as a principle and a consequence. We've already dealt with it with um, um, sexual sin, how it leads to death and all that. And um, let's look at a few scriptures. In Romans 6.23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is what? Is death. New Testament. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8 verse 2. For the Lord, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Death is a consequence. Proverbs 21 verse 6. It says, Getting treasures by a lying tongue, 4 and 9, is a fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. So if you are deceiving people, the Bible says you're seeking death. James 1, verse 14 to 15. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. That's his own loss and enticed. Then when desires conceive, it gives better sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth what? Death. 1 John 5, verse 16. 
If anyone sins but has seen a sin that does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life. For those committing sin not leading to death, there's a sin leading to death. I do not say that you should pray about that. So we've seen the five expressions of death. Now, how was death swallowed up in victory? How do we overcome the fear of death? Number one, by the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, it swallowed up death in victory. Because the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. So when Jesus died for me, for you and I, it swallowed up death for us. How do you swallow? With your mouth. In Hebrews 2 verse 9, the Bible says that Jesus tasted death for everyone. It says, but, but we say Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crown of glory and honor, that he by the grace of God might taste death for who? For everyone. It tasted death for everyone. So Jesus died your death and my death. And I was sharing with them in the first service. I said, oh, I said, when you're in danger, what do you shout? The blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. Why? You're saying, somebody has died for me. I don't have to die now. Because it took your place on the cross. Said, so Jesus took my place. Say it again. Said, Jesus took my place. Yeah. In Hebrews 2.14, the Bible tells us, for as much as the children, it says, are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, it might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So when Jesus died on the cross, it destroyed him that had the power of death. In fact, the Bible tells us he abolished death on the cross. Second uh, Timothy 1 verse 10. He abolished it. So when he died on that cross, he died for me. In the mind of God, that was me dying. Galatians 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, say, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So when he died for me, in the mind of God, it's as though I died. In Colossians 3 verse 1, the Bible tells us this. It says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is on the right hand of God. Next. Say the affection of things above all the things on the earth. Next. Say, for you are dead and your life is here with Christ and God. It says you are dead. Because in the mind of God, when... Okay, let me give you an instance. Now, how many of you paid your school fees when you were in primary one and primary two? You paid your school fees. Put your hand up. You paid your school fees. You didn't pay your school fees when you were in primary one? Was it free education? Huh? Your parents paid. Excellent. But when you, you see your parents paid, but when they ask you, have you paid? You say, I have paid. So now, the issue, have you died? I have died. Because Jesus died for my sins. Are you following me? So now, any death for me has already gone to Jesus, so all I have is life. Celebrate Jesus, please. So now, when you're in a vehicle and it was supposed to have an accident because Jesus has died for you, this vehicle is not going to have an accident. You're not going to die. Listen, 
people say things like, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood. I speak. Why? Because when you say that, you say that I have died. And his death guarantees me life. Say, I plead the blood of Jesus. Yeah. In court, they'll ask you, how do you plead? I plead the blood of Jesus. Because my guilt was on him. Oh, you did this, that's why you're supposed to be sick. Oh, I repent, I'm sorry. Because of the blood of Jesus, that sickness is accounted to him. Are you catching this? Number one, by the cross. When he died on that cross, it took your place and my place. Look at Ezekiel 18, verse 1 to 4. It says, The word of the Lord came unto me again, saying, Next, what mean ye? Give it to me in the New King James. It says, What do you mean when you use this proverb concerning the Lord of Israel, saying, The fathers of eating sour grapes? Notice the use of the word sour grapes. And the children stay that set on edge. Now, watch this. The fathers eat sour grapes. The children see that none of his what the father did is affecting the children. Are we together? Verse 3. As I live, says the Lord God, you shall no longer use this proverb in Israel. Verse 4. It said, Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the father as well as the soul of the son is mine. The soul of sins shall die. In other words, normally a child dies because of his father's sins. God said, I'm going to make this proverb end. Okay. Jeremiah 31. And let's look at verse 29 to 30. In those days they shall say no more. The fathers have eaten sour grapes. And the children still are set on edge. This is generational curses. Many people are suffering generational curses. They, they go to an early grave. Because their father went to an early grave. They have a particular sickness. But their father had an early, a, a particular sickness. Verse 30. But every one of you shall die for his own iniquity. Every man who is sour grapes shall have his teeth set on edge. Now look at John chapter Menoscopher, Nicaratus, Kelamate, John 19. And let's read from verse 28. So after these things, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I test which scripture? So look at the context of the scripture that was fulfilled. All right, he said, I thirst. Now, next, now a vessel full of sour wine. The fathers ate sour grapes. Where do you get wine from? So, which scripture has been fulfilled? Generational curses. And they filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on Hesop. Hesop refers to the tongue and, and put it to his mouth. Do you know that when you want to the water purification from sin, you use hyssop to put it in the water on the ashes of the ephah, which is the finished works of Christ, and you sprinkle it upon the person. Person is clean. The tongue. So it says it tasted death for every man. Can you remember that? Okay, and put it to his mouth. Look at verse thirty. When Jesus received the sour wine, he said, "What? It is finished. It has ended." That means right now, the sickness the father suffered, you should not suffer it. Are you following me? 
won't kill your father, will not kill you. Say amen. He bowed his head, gave up his spirit. So Jesus on the cross swallowed up dead for you. When he touched his mouth, he says you will not die because of what your father did. Number two. By redemption. By reason of the blood of Christ, we are redeemed from the cause of untimely death. Because he redeemed us by his blood. And I shared with them in first service, Psalm 49 verse 6. So those who trust in their wealth and boast in much of their riches, it says none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom. Say a ransom. Now pay attention to the word ransom. When a person is kidnapped, what do you give? A ransom. Now pay attention to that word ransom. People are suffering all around the world under the whiplash of Satan. And the Bible says no one can give a ransom. Next. Next means verse 8, please. For the redemption of their souls is costly and shall cease forever. Now notice what he says in the Old Kingdom. It's precious. It's precious. Now come to 1 Peter 1 verse 18. 1 Peter 1 it says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. Next verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. See, I've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. Now that is the ransom. Now come to Job 33. I want to read from verse 19. It says, man is also chastened with pain on his bed, with strong pain in many of his bones. This guy is sick, maybe fever. That his life abhors bread. It lacks appetite. His soul is succulent food. He cannot eat anything. His flesh wastes away from his side, and his bones stick out, which once were not seen. Next. Yet his soul draws near the pit. That's the grave. It's life to the executioners. The witches want to kill him now. Next. If there's a messenger for him. A mediator. Do we have a mediator? I said, do we have a mediator? First Timothy 2 verse, verse 5. Quickly. We'll come back here. For there's one God and one mediator between God and men. The man who Christ Jesus. We have our mediator. Go back to Job 33 please. If there's a messenger for him, a mediator, one among a thousand to show man his uprightness. Next. Then he's gracious to him. It says if God finds a mediator, God will be gracious. As he found a mediator. Do you now see why the Bible always says grace and peace be unto you from the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he found a mediator. Are you following me? Then he says, deliver him from going down to the pit. Don't let him die. I have found what? A ransom. Celebrate Jesus, please. So you see why you are not going down to the pit? Because God has found a ransom. You won't die young. You won't die of sickness. In the name of Jesus, he has found a ransom. Say amen. Amen. Say, Jesus is my ransom. Celebrate Jesus, please. 
He has found a ransom. That's why when you say, I plead the blood of Jesus, he remembers the ransom. In 1 Peter 1 verse 2, look at this, we'll come back here. 1 Peter 1 verse 2. 1 Peter 1 verse 2. It says, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience, for obedience, I like the occasion, unto obedience, and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you, and peace be multiplied. And I said, I plead the blood of Jesus. Grace is released. The guy who holds the gun points at you and says, I plead the blood of Jesus. Once you cover that blood, you must find grace. You must find favor. You must find mercy. Say, Jesus is my ransom. All right, go back to Job 33 quickly. Start playing on the keyboard. Have you learned anything today? Now give me verse 25. It says, it's flesh. Shall be, give it to me in the old King James. This sometimes this new King James. This will pardon this down. His flesh shall be fresher than a child. There's no way you do fish out that your flesh should be fresher than a child. And God is saying to you, your flesh will be fresher than a child. That means God is going to do fish house for you. That skin problem is dying right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All those spots are clearing out of your body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says it shall return to where? To the days of his youth. See why you can't die of weakness? You can't die of sickness? He has found a ransom. Father, remember the blood on my behalf. The blood is speaking on my behalf. My flesh shall be fresher than a child. I shall return to the days of my youth. He has found a ransom. He has found a ransom. Quickly, let's look at number three and we'll continue in the third service. By virtue of our salvation. If you're saved, the word salvation in the Hebrew is the word Yeshua, which means Jesus. In New Testament, in the Greek, esoteria. It means rescue. It means deliverance. It means safety. It means health. The amazing thing about this word rescue, it means to be rescued from temporal and eternal destruction. I'm rescued from temporal 
and eternal destruction. It's part of the plan for you. Rescue. Rescued from temporal and eternal destruction. Rescued. In Galatians 1, 3 to 4, the Bible says grace and peace. From God the Father and from Jesus Christ. Look at the next verse, verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins. Why? That he might deliver us from this present evil world. According to the will of God and our Father. To deliver us from the temporal dangers in this world. So why do I know that when I'm going out I'm safe? Because of the blood and I'm saved. He will rescue me because I am saved. If you're not saved, you're not safe. Psalm 68, 19 to 20. Now give it to me in the New King James. Listen to this. It says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. How does he load us? Daily. The Bible says today is a day of salvation. That's what the Bible says. That means so long as today is a day of deliverance, rescue from temporal or eternal destruction. See that? Every day. It's guaranteed every day. The God of our salvation, it says, Selah said, think about this. Take up time and meditate on this. And every day, God will keep you safe. He'll rescue you. Look at verse 20. Our God is the God of salvation. And to God, the Lord belongs what? Escapes from death. Because you are saved, you will always escape from death. Don't I get a better amen? You won't die young. It's not part of the bargain. By virtue of salvation, you are sure if there's death there, you'll escape. Now, means what kills other people will not kill you. Say, escape from death. Yeah, that you will escape it. You'll escape it. Let's look at some of the benefits of your salvation. Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Next. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What are the benefits? Number one, who forgives all your iniquities. Does God forgive? Does God forgive? Talk to me now. All right. Settled. Number two, who heals all your diseases? Does God heal? Settled. Number four. Who redeems your life. Notice it didn't say redeemed. Redeems your life on instruction. If there's going to be anything that will destroy your body, destroy your life, what does God do? He redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Next. Who satisfies your mouth. With what? So that your youth is renewed how? When an eagle is old and wants to die, it goes on top of a very high mountain, breaks off its beak, removes all its feathers, and the feathers grow back again, and the, the beak grows again, it becomes young again. That means in old age, you'll be vitalized. Salvation. Salvation. 
You know what it means to be saved when you say, I'm saved. Do you know what it means? It means that you're safe. It means that when you enter a vehicle, he will save you. In fact, 2 Samuel 22 verse 3 says, He saves me from violence. That means you, you, cannot, you cannot die from violence. Think about that. It says, The God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and my, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. Now this word violence is the word Hamas. It's the name of a terrorist group. It's telling you that you won't die from terrorist attack. You won't die from robbery attack. You won't die from assassination. He saves you from violence. In Psalm 27 verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the friend of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Next. When the wicked came against me to eat my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Verse 3. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I'll be confident. Do you know that no matter what happens in the world, if Jesus tarries, you'll see your children's children? Because Psalm 91 verse 16 says, With long life, I will satisfy him. With long life, I will satisfy you. So the king asks life from you. And you answered him and gave him length of days forever and ever. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him. That means a long life is part of the package for salvation. You won't die of cancer. You won't die of diabetes. You won't die of high blood pressure. You won't die of any sickness. With long life, I will satisfy you. In Exodus 23 verse 16 says, The number of your days I will fulfill. 26, Exodus 23, 23, 26. It says, the number of your days I will fulfill. I will fulfill. I will fulfill. That means, hear me, you won't die young. I'm looking at people who see their children's children. It says, with long life will I satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. That means until you see, until you are satisfied with long life, he has not fully shown you salvation. And God cannot lie. You will live long. Arrest my case. Buy your heads for a moment, please. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus. By exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. 
For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wale Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Biogolo, Yenegua Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003-382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.